summer of football. This is having fun and we working, baby. With Jonathan Hood. Come on, baby, let's get it. Let's go now. You fired the first shot. Let's go, man. Drive starts from deep in their own territory. And it's packed off at the 25 yard line. Eddie Jackson and he'll go in for the touchdown. This is having fun and we working, baby. Pressure now on Mahomes. He's in trouble. Now gets it away. Are you kidding me? Barkley up the middle, cuts to the outside. Saquon Barkley across midfield. Standard bounds. Summer of football. Lawrence flips it open. Justin Ross, Hoffman running, and Clemson strengthens its grip on this championship game. Williams in the game for the first time this year for Notre Dame. Takes the hand up and takes off. Let's be great, baby. Let's go. The summer of football. You got it. Work. Right here on ESPN 1000. I think we ain't there yet. And the ESPN app. This is the summer of football. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is the telephone number. Hit me up on Twitter, Twitter.com, tweet Jay Hood. On Snapchat, Snap Jay Hood. You follow me on Snapchat, I will follow you back, guaranteed, as we broadcast live from our first Midwest Bank studio. It's the way banking is supposed to be. We're busy. We're busy, Eric. We got to get the, the short uh, first West. Right? Yeah, give me the short one. We're busy tonight. We got summer of football here. And so, JD and I on Dickerson and Hood, do you know that we're on weekends? Did you even know that? Well, we are on weekends. So, Saturdays and Sundays at 3 o'clock on ESPN 1000, also nationally across the country on ESPNRadio.com. We were talking about uh, a number of, uh, of things around the NFL, and there was a great article on ESPN.com written by Dan Graziano about the best NFL rosters. Let's uh, go back in time and hear about the best NFL rosters. Where are the Bears amongst the best teams as far as NFL rosters? Because it is a summer of football, a celebration of football, where we take a look at college, pro, fantasy football, information, sound that you might have missed, because we are celebrating football and counting down the uh, training camps opening in college and pro and everywhere else. So before we hear from Dan Jiggets, let's go back in time. Where are the Bears amongst the best NFL rosters? Listen. Pro football focus. They do all the grades, of course, for not just individual players, but also for rosters. And they are um, grading each roster for this upcoming season. And they're using a scale of elite, good, high quality, or average. And really, there aren't a lot of surprises on this. They've got the Patriots number one mm-hmm. for overall roster strength. And I, I don't think you can argue with that, really. Both sides of the football. It starts with the great Tom Brady, strong running games led by Sonny Michelle. You've got wide receivers, and again, maybe the receivers don't resonate with you, but it doesn't matter. Tom Brady makes them better. They make him better. Then on defense with Lawrence Guy, Stephon Gilmore at the corner. So they've got quality on both sides of the football. And the Rams are number two. Again, I think that's that's spot on. I mean, the Rams have so many great skill position players on offense, and also, of course, Aaron Donald in a great defense. So the Rams are number two. Saints are number three. Again, as Jonathan, it's it's hard to argue with that. I think from, from top to bottom, the Saints have one of the top three rosters in the NFL. And, of course, when Drew Brees is your quarterback, you've got a shot to win every game. Kamara running the football for them along with Murray. And then defensively, the Rankins and uh, Cameron Jordan. So the Saints should be considered a top three. Now, it's interesting 
the uh, dichotomy in these teams here. One, Tom Brady, older quarterback. Jared Goff, young quarterback under McVay. And then, again, you have an older quarterback in Drew Brees in your top three. Number four, the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, Carson Wentz only has a 79.4 grade from Pro Football Focus. Mm -hmm. Fletcher Cox, though, has a 92.7. He's the best player on the team. But, I mean, they still have Alshon Jeffrey. They've got Zach Ertz. They've got Deshaun Jackson. Um, You know, they've got some some big-time playmakers there. So he then got the Eagles four. And coming in at number five, the Chicago Bears, Hmm. Jonathan, with the highest scores, believe it or not, the highest score that Pro Football Focus gives the Bears, it's not Khalil Mack, it's not Akeem Hicks, it's Eddie Jackson, their safety with a 93.2. How much does that surprise you? Because I can make the argument that Khalil Mack is a top ten player in the all of NFL because of you know the amount of double teams he gets, and then when he's able to get to the quarterback, he's ferocious. It doesn't surprise me that Eddie Jackson is graded as high as he is because I mean he had an historic year as far as interception return for touchdowns and defensive scores. But I could see how Khalil Mack could be above a 90.3. They've got a Keem Hicks with a better grade than Khalil Mack. Now, Keem mm. Hicks is a beast yeah. on the defensive line, but Khalil Mack is such a game wrecker. You know who's got a really low grade for the Bears, uh, according to Pro Football Focus? A really low grade. Mitchell Trubisky, the quarterback. Well, well rightfully so. Uh, you know, we talked about make or break, and I don't think that, that Trubisky's in that category. But he has to show something offensively for the Bears. Think, think about Chicago's offense. Chicago's offense does not look like Kansas City's offense. It doesn't look like the New Orleans Saints offense. It, you know, it, I think that under Matt Nagy, because of his time with Kansas City, truly his offense is supposed to be vertical and not side to side. And I thought there was a lot of sleight of hand, a little razzle-dazzle with the offense to try to hide what Trubisky can't do and try to accentuate what he can do. So I, I think that... Um, we have to see what Trubisky can do this year and see if he can get the ball down the field because it's not an issue of talent. On this list that we have in front of us, Taylor Gabriel and Allen Robinson for Chicago, uh, same thing with Riley Ridley, uh, good running game with Cohen and Montgomery. So there's weapons there. Now the ball's going to go down the field, and I think that's what Nagy wants. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky was given a grade of 63 by Pro Football Focus. With this caveat, uh, last season... Trubisky led the league with 11 interceptions from a clean pocket. A clean pocket. Yep. Not under duress, not on the move, not on the run. A clean pocket. So, uh, what, do you, what do you think of that? I think Trubisky has a long way to go. I think you and I have both been on record saying that the Chicago Bears are going to win playoff games if he plays at a bit of a higher level. Now, the numbers were not terrible last year. The traditional quarterback numbers. From you know touchdown passes to interceptions to rushing yards to quarterback rating, he had a decent season, no doubt. But still, there are questions about the decision making. There are questions about seeing the entire field, and there are also these questions. Well, Matt Nagy did a lot to help Mitchell Trubisky last year because Matt Nagy, in my opinion, Jonathan is a really good offensive mind. He's a great head coach. He's a really good offensive mind. But the league is going to adjust to Matt Nagy. So his job as a play caller is going to be harder this year because people now know what to expect a little more, and he has to be more creative. 
So he's going to have to spend more time working on his game plan and perhaps a little less time moving Trubisky along. So could Trubisky kind of do this, grow a little bit more on his own? That, that's the question. they got a good support system around him. He won't be on his own. You know what I mean. Sure. But at some point, he's going to have to take what he learns from the classroom and show it on the field, maybe a little more consistently. And I think that's what the Bears are looking for this fall. Based on this pro football focus list, it, what we see is typical Chicago Bears over the years where the defense carries the load for the offense because we have highlighted here, we talked about Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and Eddie Jackson. And the other side, not a lot of you know quality as far as difference makers on the offensive side of the football just yet. We'll see what the season brings. And there it is, Dickerson and Hood uh, on Saturdays and Sundays at 3 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000, also nationally, all over the country on ESPNRadio.com. But we went through that list from Pro Football Focus. Dan Graziano pointed it out to us. And, yeah, uh, as far as the best rosters in the NFL, the Bears, number five on that list. Glad to have you in for Summer of Football. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. We turn to a former Bear, uh, and he is the proprietor of Bears Kool-Aid. It is Dan Jiggetts, former Bear. He's with us. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Dan, as always, I appreciate it, my man. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Jonathan, thanks, man. Congratulations on the national thing, too. That's beautiful. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, those, those bills don't pay themselves, Dan. Man, please. <laughs> 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 Try retiring and see how much they pay themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I don't know about you, but I am so looking forward to uh, the season opening uh, for the NFL. There's, there's a number of things I want to talk to you about, uh, but I want to start off first about last year. And, and I want to I ask you what stood out most about last year's Bears that really resonated with you. Well, uh, you know, as you guys were just talking about before us, I think from a defensive standpoint, uh, you know, it was just lights out. Uh, it was a beautiful thing, but they I, I, they exceeded my expectations uh, in terms of wins and losses uh, by a large degree. Uh, and and uh, as your previous guest was just talking about, the thing is now is how far can you mature with the with the offense? And and that's an open question because uh, there's still some issues to be dealt with there. And, See how the tight end situation develops uh, to find out if the wide receivers and the quarterback and get together and take that next step, you know, in the logical progression of where they're supposed to go offensively, and and the running back situation, how that's going to all shake out uh, with the departure of Jordan Howard. So, uh, you know, those are the question marks. I think more largely on offense than defense, and and the kicking game, and where does that go? Who's going to settle in at that spot? So those, that's enough to, to, to worry about. And, you know, frankly, you know, the, the health of the offensive line, can they stay healthy this year? And, and uh, if they can stay healthy as a team, and particularly as an offensive line, then, uh, then you'll see Mitch Trubisky take that next step in his development as a quarterback of, uh, of, of some renown than in the NFL. Dan, usually when there is a coaching change or a coordinator changing, that means that that coordinator did not get the job done and he's let go. It's a right. different, different dynamic now with Vic Fangio being the head coach for the Denver Broncos and Chuck Pagano in place. As far as when a coach comes in, how much does the terminology usually change in that regard? Uh, it, it, it'll change some, uh, you know, in terms of how they attack. I'm sure one of the things that, you know, 
look, let's be honest. You know, guys like Chuck and and, and Vic have been around the you know the league for a long time, so they got, you know there's not a ton of difference usually in terms of the successful guys you know at those different spots. Uh, so you know maybe Chuck will bring some flavor to to some aspects of the defense that uh, that Vic didn't. Uh, Vic was was I, I think was outstanding. And it's funny, Jonathan. I go back to I remember uh, asking him at the uh, near the end of the season uh, a year ago uh, when uh, the departure of John Fox was imminent, and you know it hadn't been discussed what the Bears are going to do yet. And I said to I said to Vic, I said, "Does it amaze you that uh, uh, you know you you get to this situation, and the last guys they they look at are the guys with some gray hair." Because everybody was talking about you know going with a youth movement and that type of thing, and he just kind of laughed and goes, "Yeah, you know that it's, it is that way." And fortunate enough for him, he ends up with a head coaching job in Denver. So, uh, it, you know, it's obviously you know he had a special relationship with those guys, uh, much like what you saw with with Buddy back in in the, in the glory days. And I'm just hoping that you know Chuck can pick that up and and, and move it to the next next level. But it's going to be a little bit of a, you know, a transition. There's no question about that. But maybe Chuck comes in and takes advantage of some of the other skill sets that these guys have, too. Dan Jingitz with Jonathan Hood on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Dan, uh, I, I look at Trubisky's growth, and I understand that in our society today, you want instant gratification, uh, even when you have a young quarterback like Trubisky. That's I, right, my friend. I know, I understand. You want it right now. You want your Super Bowl now, my friend. Yes, you do. <laughs> but, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Because you know, tomorrow's not promised. You need that that's Super right. Bowl, right? Yep. So I just... um. I just thought that, uh, and I think the story will be written, if not last year, then it will be soon, about Matt Nagy looking at Trubisky and saying, okay, there's some things this young man still needs to learn. Why don't you just tuck and run until we can figure out some things? Because I just think that for someone that came from Kansas City, that ball's supposed to be down the field like Mahomes. And there's a lot of side-to-side, a lot of putting an offensive tackle or defensive tackle on the line, on the line to score. You could just tell that... Nagy and Trubisky are still trying to work out some things. Yeah, you know, it's understandable, too. I mean, you, you know, you do have a, a, a young guys trying to learn an offense, and you understand that, but you're right. You know, you look at what Mahomes was able to do uh, in Kansas City with a, virtually the same offense, and uh, you do, you know, every now and then look and go, well, was he the right guy, or maybe Mahomes would have been the right guy, or maybe Deshaun Watson. Well, you know, all of that's speculation now because, you know, those guys are where they are, and, and Mitchell Trubisky's. Here with the Bears, so you know you, you, you can drive yourself nuts, you know, going through all of those different machinations about how it would, somebody else have worked out. I think one of the other things, though, that when you look at Mahomes and, and what he was able to accomplish last year in Kansas City was the fact, though, that you know the guys around him too were sparkling. You know, he had some outstanding football players around him, and I guess you know it's still an open question as to whether or not the mix is going to be right here in Chicago for. For Mitch Trubisky, and, and you know, frankly, he's got to you know he's got to improve his game too. So, and everybody has to, to to take that next step, and that includes the head coach. Who's, if he's going to be calling the plays again, that includes him as well. So, everybody has to get comfortable with what they can do, and and then try to take the you know try to move it on to, to the next level. But yeah, it's everybody, man. It's, it's not just one guy. It's you know, it's as we we're talking about before the offensive line, uh, you know, the running backs, the receivers. The tight ends and, and where they're going to go, uh, you know, it, there's all of that development that has to take place in order for this team to move on to the next level. Because last year was great, but you know, we've seen 
teams do the anomaly thing, you know, where you know, they come in and have a, a great season. Everybody gets their expectations up, and then all of a sudden they fall flat the next year because things happen. You know, injuries happen, uh, tougher schedules, all of those things happen. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at a team that's struggling to get to the postseason. Dan, I want you to come in the weeds with me a little bit because I, I, I want you to put on your you know, team representative um, a hat on for a second because of the stories that have come out because you are the head of, uh, of your team when it came to the union. So I, I saw this, this piece over the weekend. Ross Tucker wrote this from The Athletic talking about... Yeah, he's a Princeton guy, so we'll forgive him. <laughs> so there's, there's a guy, he, he was writing about um, the proposal, the, I guess, alleged proposal out there that the NFL would like to go to 18 regular season games. Mm-hmm. Um, the, here's the paragraph. It says, The concept that, that was recently reported of NFL teams playing 18 games, but individual players being limited to 16 is so asinine I won't spend much time with it. Goodell doesn't think preseason games are up to par, but wants to force backups into regular season games. Does that actually count? That's nonsensical at best. They're looking for 18 games, and of course, as you've taught me over the years, if you're looking for 18 games, you're looking at the bottom line financially. Yeah. Well, see, it's interesting, though, um, in terms of the way, you know, uh, teams pay during the course of, you know, preseason used to be that, you know, you get, you know, uh, basically a weekly salary uh, for playing in, in preseason games, yet and still they were charging the same for the tickets. And, you know, and the television revenue and everything was split up, uh, you know, during the regular season you know, on, a, on, a, on an even-handed basis uh, for the teams. I'm not so sure right now how that's done, but at any rate, you know that if they're going to 18 games, they're going to sweeten the pie in terms of, of, of television revenue. But the point is that if you're going to try to play 18 regular season games, then you need to increase the roster size to maybe 60-some guys because you're talking about putting the full load on your starters for two more games. That you know, ordinarily in the preseason they might play a quarter, uh, if you know if they're your top line guys. So that would be the difference if you're going to try to make that move. Then that's what I would insist on. And by the way, you know, uh, looking at you know uh, commensurate pay for those extra two regular season games. If that came to the table with you representing the Bears, and they say, okay, you got to work 12 more days per year, to, and that means a 12 percent raise, mm-hmm. was that something that you would consider? Uh, maybe twenty percent raise, <laughs> right? Right. And, and I say that I'm not trying to be flippant about it, but uh, you know what you're looking at though is uh, you know the difference between in terms of the damage you could do to your body, and you know how much of a tax it is on your body. And as I go back to that example of just the fact that you're now playing actually more games during the regular season than you would have normally uh, have, have played before. We went seasons where you know we had uh, at one point. Seven preseason games because back then we had six preseason games on a regular basis, yeah. and then we played also in the Hall of Fame game. And then by the time you get to the end of the, you know that stretch of twenty-one ball games, you're kind of worn out, you know. So uh, that's why you know I think that you have to increase roster size if you're going to you know try to attempt to do something like that, and of course commensurate pay along with it because those are regular season games and not preseason games at that point. Financial the the player math looks like this. Um, let's see, players get their entire salary during their 17 weeks of the season. So for easy math, picture a player with a $1.7 million salary getting $100,000 per week. Um, and so if you're playing two more games, it's another 200000 
mm-hmm. that she would be playing. Now, of course, the bigger number, and that's what the owners are looking at if this was ever to take place, this would be an additional $2.5 billion of additional revenue per year, according to the Wall Street Journal. So there you go. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's why I said the 20% sounds a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Just wet my beat. But, you know, the, the other thing, though, is, is, again, increasing the roster. It's ridiculous to, to, to do what, they, what they're doing right now with, you know, guys being up and down and all the rest of that. If they're there and you're paying them, play them all. Because, you know, at some point or another, uh, you know, you, you start wearing people out. And it's just, it just doesn't make any sense because the longer the season goes on, you know, the, the more you're, you're apt to, to, to get somebody nicked up. You know, because, you know, let's face it, guys do get worn out in the course of, of a season. So that's what I think it would just make a lot of sense to do that. Just wet my beak, my friend. Well, that's it. I mean, just, <laughs> that's it. What was that guy from the Black Hand remembering the Godfather? Yeah. Just wet my beak. That's right. That's exactly right. Wet my beak. Uh, oh, and something else that needs to happen here, um, Dan, and I'm hoping that the Players Association, DeMarie De Smith, and by the way, just for, to, for clarification, um, DeMarie Smith said that I, I, there, there has not come across his desk. The players would have no interest in playing 18 games. So he, he made that very clear uh, from the Players Association standpoint. Mm-hmm. Something else that has to happen here, and I'm hoping it happens soon, when the, when the CBA comes up, Dan, the, the players have to ask for fully guaranteed contracts for veterans. And yep. that's I mean for Kirk Cousins got his that's great okay mm-hmm. for the Vikings but they, you cannot go to the table and then balk uh, when you should put fully veteran uh, contracts guaranteed on the line. Well, uh, you know, you know I, I tell you the hardest thing though. Um, uh, in I learned this in my time in the USFL with guaranteed contracts. Um, football is is different in some respects than. Than, than basketball and baseball, uh, in the sense that you know, with with basketball, you know, basketball to a lot of people, is, it's actually kind of fun to go out and play. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and 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 baseball, the same thing. But with football, mentally, because of what you go through physically, mentally, you know, uh, it, it you use it as a uh, a driver, if you will, uh, especially when it gets late in the year. Maybe your team is out of it. Uh, you know, where some guys might start mailing it in or that kind of thing. Because one of the things I found just as a and, – and believe me, I was a guy that always wanted everybody's contracts guaranteed. But it is different uh, in the National Football League than other sports. And that's the only thing that, you know, you want to guarantee that, uh, you know, a guy is going to give you the same effort that he gave you at the beginning, uh, at the end. So that's the one thing that, that you know, you look at and you go, boy – yeah, I want to make sure that you know that guy wants to play until the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and that's that. But that's something too, though, that gets back to, to you know when coaches are making selections on who they keep and who they don't keep. That's one of the things that you have to get a read on as a coach. My friend, I'm looking for another 12 and four season, and if not, get in the playoffs any way you can. If you're the Bears, well, I don't. You know, if it's 10 wins, if it's 11, if it's 12, if it's 14, if it's 16. I don't care. Just make the playoffs, man, and advance. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what that's what everybody's looking for. Because you know, I want to be drinking Kool Aid well into the new year. <laughs> I don't blame I, you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you, uh, when you, you know you you kind of get retired like like I am now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you take a different perspective on it before you're looking at it and say, "Well, we're going to have to do pre-game and post-game for this long or that long or whatever." Uh, and, and you knew that you know you're kind of mapping it out and figuring out what kind of fun you have. Well, now. 
as somebody just can sit back and watch games and you know not have uh, you know a, an interest in it in terms of how much it's going to you know how much work is going to be provided or whatever. I'm sitting there looking at it as a fan now, and that's what I want to see. I want to see a team that goes deep into the postseason and gives me something to scream and holler about well into uh, to, to February. Right, there's no question about that. Uh, family good? Lauren, everybody, everybody good? Everybody's good, thank God. You know, uh, I'm still working out with my guys at GH Fit Lab down in the city as well as out here in the Burbs, and they've done fabulous work for me. So I'm so happy. Coach is happy. The coach goes over there, too, and as does Jesse Jackson and bunch of other of us old guys we're, we're trying to get our bodies back <laughs> Man, that cocktail hour sounds good yeah. <laughs> if you know you know when we all clicking like golden state and you and your team are the motorcade you know you know on espn 1000 here we go Time for Tales from the Hood right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Brought to you by Northwestern Football, Chicago's Big Ten team. Don't miss your chance to watch Big Ten football at Ryan Field this fall as the number 17 Wildcats host Ohio State. Iowa and more. Season and single game tickets on sale now at NewSports.com and NewSports.com. Also, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Enzo Custom Experience. True custom and get... Enzo Custom. Experience true custom and get the suit you really want. Go to EnzoCustom.com, schedule an appointment, and get $50 off by telling them Tom Waddle sent you. It is Enzo Custom and EnzoCustom.com. Tales from the Hood, stories of sports, entertainment, everything else in between. Um, <laughs> you know, it is interesting that when you talk to players, you know, away from football, what do you think they're doing outside of maybe spending time with their family? You know, possibly going to kick it with their friends, other teammates. They're playing Madden because that's what they do. They play other players, whether that's right next to them on the same team or they're playing people across the country. And so the Chicago Bears, of course, the Madden ratings are out. I'm a Madden player, whether it's Madden um, overdrive or just regular old Madden. I'm a Madden player, so I, I see how these ratings come out. And, boy, players really take them personally. Uh, so the Chicago Bears... Guess their Madden ratings. Listen. All right, guys, we are here with some of our players. The 2020 Madden ratings were just released. They aren't released to the public. I have them here. But right here, we have Mr. Tariq Cohen. We have Akeem Hicks. We have Eddie Jackson. We have Allen Robinson. And we also have number 48, Pat Scales, but he's number one in your heart. So I'm going to start with Tariq right here. All right, Tariq, what do you think... You're rated. Your overall ranking is right now. Overall, you know, overall I'm like a 97. But on Madden, I feel like they put me like probably like an 88, 86. 85. 85. Pretty close. Uh, the one thing I have issue with is that I'm not going to tell you your speed. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you they ranked you the same as Kyle Fuller. Is that probably right? Or? No, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Well, you have a I understand why they would do that, though. No. You have a 92 speed. Very fast. It's only the second highest on the team. Can you name the fastest via Madden? Taylor Gabriel. Very good. Taylor Gabriel has a 94. Uh, also, your throw power. That is ranked. Okay, I have two touchdowns on the season. It definitely should be. <laughs> it definitely should be at least 70. At least 51. Mm -hmm. This is they, they, they factored my height into it. They, they probably, they probably All right, Mr. Akeem Hicks, you are ranked out of this group right here. 
second highest. Can you guess your ranking overall? Man, I've been playing this game <laughs> since 2001. I've been playing this damn game. If you disrespect me this year, we're going to have some real issues. Tell me the number, Chase. i got to be a 97. 87. Hey, I got to go cut the tape. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey one, th one thing we have issue with. Come, come real quick. Real quick, real quick, real quick. I know, that's the issue. One thing we have an issue with is they have you slower than Mr. Pat Scales. Is that correct? Scales an athlete. Okay. Scales an athlete. No okay, about that. 64 speed ranking. I'm not worried about my speed as long as my strength is up. Tell me my strength is 2,000. All right. <laughs> I'm on 2,000. I lift. All right, we got we got Eddie Jackson up next. Where's my power? Oh, oh, you want the power? The power is 93. All right, all right. That would rank. They shorted me, but it's good. That would rank highest on the team. I lift too much. You damn right. There you go. And your awareness 95. Oh yeah. Hey, IQ. I've been doing this for eight years. Awareness better be 99. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to my boy. You know what I mean? All right, we got we got we got Eddie Jackson here. He is in the 90s. One of two or three people we have in nice. Can you get your ranking? Crazy. I'd say like, a, I'm in the 90s, so like a 90, they probably give me like a 91, 92. 91. Yeah. Hey, guess it right. The biggest thing here that I have issue with, I'll tell you the ranks, but the biggest thing I have issue with, they, they rank toughness, all right? I'm not going to tell them his toughness rating. I will, however, say that all three quarterbacks are ranked higher in toughness. What, wow. what are they on? Bro, they, uh, I ain't even let them put a disrespect to like that. That's all I had against I went, Green that's the only, Hey, this is just the mad rings. These are my rings. They rank you at a 64. Hey. My dog should be covering. Although, I hey. off a broken leg, fam, hey. and play all 16 games. <laughs> don't get no tougher than that. Come but, on up. but what I do like is he's back there playing center field. He got a 93 awareness rating. Okay. Like that. Yeah. That's pretty good right okay. there. Like that. That's pretty okay. good. Cool. What about my hey. speed? Hold on. Oh, you want your speed? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Your speed. Mr. Pick six now, you know what I'm saying? Your speed. 88. Oh, That's like third or fourth highest. That's like third or fourth highest. That's third or fourth height. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 88 speed. Man, you got a 63 crazy. strength rating? Uh, I don't know about that. He's stronger than that. See me tackle Tavis Murray. All right, A Rob. A Rob. <laughs> Can you guess your ranking? Your highest rated receiver. Can you guess your ranking? I'd probably say they probably got me like a. 80, 80, 87, 88. 86. Dang, you're really good at guessing their ranking. Y'all are very hey, good. Hey, I will say this. We know how this is. I will say this. Hey, just had them updates on point. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying. On milk. Hey, they, I'm saying. Had they, them updates coming they weekly. Your, they got your speed at 90. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, the one thing that I had an issue with was your strength rating. It was a 70. That's crazy. You're stronger than that. Much stronger than that. Much stronger than that. What's the catching? I would say, what's the catching? The, uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. But your toughness was 14 points higher than Bojack. 78. I'm Bojack, by the way. 78. <laughs> like I said, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We'll start there. I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah, the no, updates will get around. I need them bad. updates <laughs> coming in. Too. Yeah, all know. Hey, and, and we have Mr. Pat Scales with us, Mr. guys. Can you guess your ranking? My personal ranking, what I give myself, yes. is going to be much higher than what Madden does. <laughs> you guys think As you get disrespected? <laughs> I would give, my, I, I'd give myself like a 70, uh, somewhere in there, but... Best long snapper in the league, no question. Thank you, thank you. You, Hit me with it. however, Madden ranked you as 
the worst player on our team. What? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just reading it. I'm just reading it. That's how they do me every year. A 39. Wow. 30. Overall. No. Overall. Yeah, I got worse than last year. 39. I got very disrespectful. How can you be in NFL and rank a 39? I'm at. I don't know what you're Chicago Bears. However, I'm at least writing a very angry letter. Oh yeah. They must have. They must have seen you run down the field, make some tackles, because your toughest rating is a 75. I'll take that because I'm in the trenches. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Guys, that's, that, that's, a, that's a wrap here. We appreciate these guys coming on. Madden hey, 2020. Hey, Madden. Appreciate Updates. you. Weekly. Y'all are very disrespectful. Every Monday morning, we need the update. Come, Come to play the game. We're going to show y'all yeah. for the life. Green Bay. Come watch we me snap one. just once. Just once. Watch some film, man. Watch some film. Matter of fact, bring some of them scouts out here that's doing the Madden ratings. Tell them to come see me. I bet. The Bears getting their Madden ratings. And it is important to those players because, listen, they, in a weird way, they feel that what they do on the field is reflective of what happens in Madden. So they don't want to be clowned by their friends about, you know, short ratings or small ratings in Madden. Clint Oldenburg, who is uh, who works for Madden, talks about how important it is for players and their ratings in Madden. Let me first say that. Our NFL players, they care about their ratings. It is very, very important to them, and they will do just about anything outside of a bribe uh, to get their ratings up. So I've seen things like guys actually take off walking boots after a surgery to prove to us that they're healthy. Uh, People have sent us videos of them competing in track events or other sporting events in high school and college, maybe to get their speed rating up. the stuff that these guys will do to make us see the things that that they want us to see uh, really has no limits. Are you responsive to fans who look out and say, this is a mistake, this rating's a mistake, or a player saying, this is ridiculous? Do you hear some of that and say, okay, we'll change it? Uh, We definitely listen to the feedback. We want to hear from both the fans and the players, but just hearing it isn't enough for us to change it. If if there's a solid case made or some solid evidence given, or even a game, say, hey, go watch this game and pay attention to this X, Y, and Z thing, then we'll go back and take another look. And we actually do update our ratings every single week during the season. So whatever's going on in the NFL season, we want to make sure we are reflecting that. And I think the, the best example of that is the first guy who's going to get a ratings update when we launch here in August is Marquise Goodwin from the 49ers. They just had that 40-yard dash competition a couple weeks ago, and he came out as the guy on top. So he's going to be getting some ratings updates when we launch. So thoughts there from Clinton Oldenburg from Madden. Okay, so... Let me start first by talking about the 99 Club on this. So the 99 Club has Khalil Mack on it, right? So that's good. Deserving. Makes sense. Yep. So he's got the 90, He's got the number 99. So I'm, I'm glad he's got it, uh, along with uh, Hopkins, the wide receiver from Texas, from the Texans. So, I mean, I'm glad that someone that is a difference maker for the Bears is in the 99 Club. That's cool, right? Absolutely. Okay. So then I look at, <laughs> I look at the quarterback rankings for Madden. On the top of the list is Patrick Mahomes from Kansas City. Makes sense, right? He got a 97. Right. Good athlete, great arm. All those things go into the ratings. Tom Brady has a 96. Okay. Okay. So Philip Rivers from Los Angeles, he has a 94. Andrew Luck has a 92. Wilson has a 91. Rodgers from Green Bay has a 90. So I'm looking, obviously, for the Bears. I'm looking for Mitch Trubisky, right? <laughs> so I see 97, and I see Brady, uh. Rivers, Andrew Luck, Wilson, Rogers, Matt Ryan from Atlanta. See Big Ben, 85, and Cam with 84 with his hat. And I see uh, Jared Goff with 83, Baker, Watson, Wentz, Dak, Cousins, 
Carr. Oh, God. Dalton at an 80. Uh, Mariota. Uh, at a seven at a seventy nine, Matt Stafford from the Lions a seventy nine. Jimmy G who was hurt last year, but a seventy eight. Oh God. Foles with a seventy seven <laughs> might be had the worst team. He might have the worst offense in the NFL. Foles. Yeah. Oh uh, Jacksonville, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. No weapons there anymore. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Oh no, brother Jackson with a seventy six. Uh, maybe because his speed, he's up there. Like okay, brother. What about the- <laughs> Where's Mitch? Where's Mitch? Where's our franchise guy? Come on. So Lamar with a seventy six. Jameis Winston, one crab leg out of the league. One more stolen crab leg out of the league. Seriously, seriously. Yep. Trubisky is seventy five. Ah, the the wow. twenty quarterback ratings. Trubisky's on the bottom. I mean, if the numbers were relative to, like, grades, I'd say he's a C quarterback. But I don't think he's worse than some of those names ahead of him. I mean, listen, I've been been hard on Trubisky as hard as anyone because I know it's a process, right? He's not Mahomes, so we can't judge him as Mahomes. You know he's not one of these veterans like Rivers and Brady and Luck. But you got to understand, like, Trubisky, and again, this is Madden rating, but sometimes the Madden rating is a reflection of who you are. I wonder what Mr. Trubisky thinks of his 75 rating in Madden. Right. I feel like of all the quarterbacks that are listed on that, he may have the best opportunity to jump and get ratings through the season because he's starting low, and this is his opportunity. This is his prove-it season. If he proves it throughout the, the season each week, his numbers may jump. May. Week one, rating adjustments. Might see him in the middle of the pack. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you lose to the Packers, you'd be down with a Patrick Scales. <laughs> oh, God. What was he, 39? <laughs> right. oh. the, wor- the worst of the NFL. Was so, he's like, how did I get worse from last year? <laughs> the scales was so funny. I didn't even know they had a rating that low. For 39 is really like, low. You, like, like they raced uh, long snappers. Yes, that's a low. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, and and by the way, you guys gave me this list of the Bears and uh, as a whole, right? Their NFL twenty ratings. Yes, that's correct. If who's lower than Trubisky, David Montgomery, who just got with the ball club okay. at seventy one, not proven, the ball. sure. Riley Ridley at sixty nine, also not nice number, but no. So ultimately, the guy that you want to see on the field all the time, Trubisky is the worst Bear in Madden. The worst. Yikes. I mean, they have a good roster. I'm trying to think of who would I rate lower than him. I mean. Yeah. Haha, Clinton Dix. No, he's in the 80s with Danny Trevathan. No, I mean, he made a Pro Bowl in his career. Uh, Just by ratings alone, you got a few backups who have higher ratings than Mitchell Trubisky. Bobby Massey's got a 75. (laughs) He needs to be in Trubisky range. That makes sense to me. Kwiatkowski's got a 76. Yep. Aaron Lynch. So there you go. That's amazing. I love Madden ratings. Every year, this is so fun going through this stuff. I, I think it's it, and people are some that they're not into it. They don't understand. It's like, well, why it's the, why is it a big deal? It's just a big deal because players think it's a big deal. They care. They really do. I clearly by that. So that video that there that sound we got was from Facebook. If you got time, go to the Bears Facebook and check it out. They are visibly upset about the ratings. <laughs> it's so funny. I love it, man. I just think it's funny. So that means that Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not going to pick him in Madden. Not at all. 
I wonder what his speed was because that's what he did best. He ran the football right. well. Right, he's a good athlete. He can run. It's <laughs> amazing. I wonder how far behind Chase Daniel is. Oh, you know, like I bet you he's like maybe what ten points below him. Be funny if the numbers is like super close. Like Daniel's like, what's up, bro? Seventy four. <laughs> yeah, like, oh <laughs> I'm as bad as my backup is. Like a doctor, when I rock the mic, you got to like Jonathan Hood on ESPN One Thousand.